episode of the Classic Pickup Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whips, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This podcast is sponsored by Classic Pickup Supplies, your number one Ford and Chev pickup parts supplier. Mention Classic Truck for a 10% discount off your first order. Classic Pickup Supplies, located in Coolum Beach, Queensland. Call 07 5446 2667. Or visit their website, www.classicpickupsupplies.com.au. Classic Pickup Supplies, dedicated to the restoration and preservation of the pickup. Episode 33. This week I caught up with Dusty Flynn in Albury, Wodonga. He's pretty local to me and definitely see his truck around a lot of shows. And, and I've been looking forward to catching up with him for a chat about his truck for quite a while. So happy to finally get hold of Dusty and, and have a good chat to him. So I uh, hope you enjoy this episode. Dusty, thanks for joining us on the podcast, mate. Been uh, you've been on the list for quite a while, and uh, finally a chance to have a chat with you. How are you tonight, mate? Yeah, good, man. Yourself? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I uh, looking forward to the weekend. It's been a big week for me, but uh, mate, we'll uh, we'll get into your truck in a little bit. But let, let's wind it back a bit to when you were a young buck. What what were your early influences? You know, was were your family into vehicles? Did you grow up with cars, or how did that all work? Um, didn't grow up too much with cars um my my family were into holden so we were we did have some nice cars in the family um my granddad was the uh one of the managers at holden here in old river donga so he managed to get a hold of a few rare bits and pieces um and then he passed away and my nan ended up with a um pretty limited edition premier was um, this really dark purple with a white vinyl roof and it had the 350 and all that, so that was pretty awesome. But, um, but yeah, I, I didn't, not, not living on a farm, I didn't get to drive too much until the legal age. Um, rode bikes a little bit, but um, not too much car stuff. Yeah, cool. And so when, when you got your licence, what, what was the first car you... Uh through your hard-earned cash down. <laughs> I, I was really lucky and uh, my mum bought me my first car because she just sold her house. And um, but we were sell it. she was selling that house and moving in with my stepdad who was on a farm. So she wanted me to have something a bit newer and a bit reliable to get out there. And I ended up with a Canary Yellow Proton Satria. <laughs> nice. Which is a, it's just about as girly as you could possibly get but but yeah can't complain free car so but yeah pretty um traded that in for a commodore uh, i had a an s-pack vx commodore and then i swapped that for a ss commodore which i spent far too much time and money on it's sort of the reason i never really left albury um had a job where I was on good money and I used to get a lot of leave, but I could never go anywhere because I just brought whatever the hell it was this week. So <laughs> yeah, they they become a money pit pretty quickly when you fall in love with them, don't they? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't have a house or anything to to spend money on, so I just got tipped into this waste of money of a car. <laughs> but um, <laughs> well, I do miss it. It was a cool car, but yeah, I was coming up to thirty, and I'd never left the country or done anything, so yeah, it just had to go. Yeah. So what you sold that and went on a bit of a trip? Yeah, sold that and uh, took my missus to Bora Bora. Spent some time there, popped the question, and then spent more money on the wedding and all that, obviously. So cars got a bit ignored for a bit. Yeah, I was on, I was on leave. I'd always, always been into chevs and, and pickups, but never seen anything locally and never looked too hard. But um, I was browsing around on uh, car sales, just dreaming. And I found this the chev that I've got now and showed the wife and she said, Oh, you silly if you don't go and have a look. So went down to Melbourne and checked it out and it was pretty much everything I wanted and um, the money that I did have aside was meant to go towards the kitchen. And uh, I said to the wife, Well, you know, if I get this truck then there's no kitchen. So <laughs> But yeah, she uh so you let me let me have that one. That was pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, went down, test drove it, fell in love with it straight away, and yeah, brought it home and linked the next week. Test driving is the biggest mistake, isn't it? Because then you've got to have it. <laughs> well, I'd never driven anything um, left hand before, so so that was a new experience. But, um, but yeah, got it home. The idea was this time around that like this was. This was done, you know. The interior was done. Um, they'd already put a three fifty in it. It was bagged, and I wasn't going to spend the sort of money that I spent on the on the Commodore. But um, yeah, once it got home, pretty much everything changed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so was that was that car a fresh import or? Had it been registered by someone in in Melbourne for a while? Yeah, the um the guy I got it from was uh, Jared. He used to have a little business called Rusty Rides, and he was dealing with uh, Stoner Speed Shop in Iowa. They uh, they built it originally, and uh, I think that was that was the first one that they'd sent over here, and he had it for twelve months, and then um, sold it to me and got another. Two or another three, I think. So yeah, cool. And and what had Stoner done with it? Like, had he just done like a Mustang two kind of front end, or or what was the setup when you bought it? Yeah, he um, what he what he did to it was pretty much how it was when I brought it. So I'd had the Mustang two, it had the three fifty, uh, the bags, and and the interior was all done. But um, yeah, the the bag setup was. Oh, it was pretty ancient and it was looked a bit thrown together so I ended up redoing all of that um, I got a bigger bigger tank and the compressor in there was tiny so I got two of the uh, 480 compressors and the bigger tank so so yeah that, that helped a lot and then um, redid all the lines and the valves um, because when you, when you like if you if you add it out, you went to take off, the tank wasn't big enough to get it to ride height, so you'd have to 
pump it up part of the way, sit there, wait. <laughs> so I got pretty old pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. And and you bought the truck in like 2014. Yeah, it would have, yeah, it would have been 2014. Yeah. So Stoner probably built that in 2011 or something like that. So you know. We don't have AccuAir. You don't have all that sort of stuff to choose from back then. No, no, didn't have any of that. It was yeah, nothing special as far as air goes. I, I had that on the on the Commodore, the the preset heights and all that sort of stuff, and and it was fun. But I, after a while of playing with it, you don't dick around with the individual corners and and all that sort of shit. It's just up down, and that was it. So so this one's just. Um, yeah, it's pretty simple, like the management of it. Simple. So you, you did all that work yourself, or did you have it done locally by a shop? No, no, I'm I'm not real handy. <laughs> um, all, all, <laughs> all my mates are mechanics, and it's all just stuff done in either my back shed or or at their workshop. Um, I was. This is when the uh, when it's buying something finished. Um, so I don't have to do any work to it. This is where it sort of fell apart. We were coming back from a from a car show, and a mate behind me noticed that it looked like a wheel bearing was on the way out. So limped it home from Wagga and it sat in the shed for a couple of weeks because I was working weekends. Um, and then he, uh, the mate of mine, came over and we pulled the diff apart and noticed the um, the axles were rooted. There's a few other issues, so packed it all back up and took it to his workshop. And, um, yeah, originally it it didn't have a lot of go when you took off, Um, and we worked out that was because it had two sevens and a dirty old single pegger in there, so we ditched all that, and that uh, while we're at it game sort of started from there. Um, new axles, new div, went three sevens. Um, and then the uh, the head gasket was a bit weepy, so we thought, oh, while we're at it, we'll sort that out while it's in the shop and we'll do a cam and you know, make it a bit more lumpy. And then the um, manifold came off and it was just some cheap Chinese rubbish. Oh, it's not going back on, so that went straight to the bin. And the heads were... 305 heads, I think. So I'm like, oh, well, those have got to go then. So new heads, new manifold. Um, the pistons were looked like each one of them was from a different motor. So, so they all went. And then we pretty much just got back down to the block and the crank, sent the block away to um, get that cleaned up and found a four-inch crack in it, probably because it, <laughs> part of its life in the snow I guess <laughs> so then the block was gone and we were down to the crank um, so yeah it was just a whole new motor from there Yeah. so, so what did you put in it? Um, we just just built it to what I wanted so we got a brand new block and um, uh, we ended up with a sort of Lenardi uh, bootlegger cam was basically the lumpiest thing that we could find at the time. Um, and then we che- checked on the gearbox situation. It was pretty much fingered as well. So 
new um, built auto went in. Yep. But it's still a 350? Yeah, yeah, it's still a 350. Yep. It moves just a little yeah, bit cool. better than it did before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet it does. It sounds like, sounds like the old one was a bit of a junkyard dog. Mm. Yeah, I didn't really realise how bad it was. There's so many things that came off that I was like, oh, shit, that didn't have much life left in it or that was on its way out. And When the front end came off, there was, I think there was like three or four bolts holding the whole front end on. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was a good thing. It had a bit of a bit of a birthday. It's running like a parallel four link at the rear. What What's the setup? Yeah, yep. Yeah, and... So, is 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 this truck engineered? Yes, it is. Yep. So, how did they go with the the Mustang two and stuff like that? Did you end up having to weld it in, or is it just bolted? No, it was it's welded in, and and the engineer certificate and all that was done in Melbourne before I brought it. Yeah. So I didn't have to worry too much about that. Yeah, that's handy. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. I, I think a lot of stuff that comes in from the states. It's funny because people have this idea that everything that comes from America is crap and built really badly, which I don't think is really fair. But you, you do have to be wary, you know, like you, you've you bought it not knowing that the engine was effectively junk. Um, you know what I mean? It, it had already been here for a while anyway, but it's uh, it's buyer beware sometimes. But, you know, at least this thing was in Australia and it was engineered and registered when you bought it, which is a good start. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have to – I've not had to deal with an engineer and – mates that have sort of complain about it a bit so <laughs> i'm glad i got to skip that <laughs> it's basically just been yeah just rebuild what's there and keep it all under the same ticket yeah and how does it drive like it handles pretty well or is, is what what's it does it get a bit rolly or yeah it, it it was worse when i first brought it it just had the um the coca rag tires on it and there was a, a lot of flex in those. You could, uh, it was, you were pretty limited on the corners. You could feel it. <laughs> and um, I swapped those out for the same look, the big fat white wall, but the radial version of the Cokers. So um, as soon as they went on, yeah, it was a, it was a lot different, it was a different truck after that. But um, but the bags are still a bit rolly. It's, it's not real comfortable to go doing hoops in. <laughs> Yeah, and is your is it club rego or is it full rego? It is club rego, yeah. So you mainly you mainly use it for shows and things. Yeah, like I I, I was driving it a lot more. Um, obviously before COVID, I try and take it to pretty much every show yeah. and drive it on weekends and that. But it's um yeah, a bit hard to get it out now, and um, I've got two kids as well, and the whole family doesn't exactly fit in there. So, but yeah, my wife takes it to work a bit as well to give it a bit of a run if I haven't. So yeah, cool. And she enjoys driving it. Yeah, yeah, she loves it. Yep. Has she got a kitchen yet? <laughs> she does have her kitchen. <laughs> She's got the kitchen. Got a uh, got a new bathroom recently as well. Where can they get the jackhammer out and do the do the next bathroom this weekend? So it'll be a lot of fun. Oh yeah. ISO Renault's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, also, we haven't, uh, apart from missing car shows, life hasn't changed too much for us, really. Just work, home. Uh, that's cool. So what do you what do you do for a quid? I used to work out at the um, Albury Paper Mill. I was there for about 13 years. 
and then um, Vizzy took that over and we all got redundancies, which was good. And um, I took a few months off and just practiced drinking and well, a lot of anything else, really. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm back out there now with, uh, with Fizzy, so basically doing the same job I was doing before. It's nice to be back out on the old site again. Yeah, Albury's got some good industry, hasn't it? It's got some some big industry and it's a it's a good spot where you can lock yourself in for a while. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I managed to sneak in a, um, a photo shoot before Fizzy took over with the truck out at the mill most of the most of the photos people do around Aubrey and Olga are all in the same location so got an opportunity to do something to get around which was good yeah it was interesting recently um the Holden dealership closed up there in I think Wodonga and I think everyone I know that owns a Holden was out there doing professional photo shoots before they took all the signage down yeah that's it yeah yeah there's a lot of that happening so the the trucks Got a killer patina on it. Um, is that is that all original patina? Do you know, or is there there been a fair bit of work and a bit of blending going on when when Stoner built that? Do you know? I managed to um, I managed to get photos of it before he got his hands on it um, and during the build, and so it is all genuinely ruined by Mother Nature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, the only thing that wasn't on there previously was the um, the sun visor and the splash apron. Uh, paint a friend of mine here in Albury um, managed to match the patina pretty well, I think. So it sort of, yeah, looks like it was always there. No, it's awesome. And and if we crank back to you know early 2014 when you first got the truck, what what do you think you'd do? differently you know do you think you would go and strip it down and have a good look at it first do you think you you know what's happens what happened and nothing would have changed or you know if you just looking back on the last six years or so is there any changes you would make in hindsight oh look it was was a bit unfortunate as i said um the idea was to just buy this and enjoy it and not spend a fortune on it. And I hadn't spent a fortune on it, probably more than most people would bother to spend on it, but um, all my mates have been really generous with their time. Um, Jason and Benny at CarTech and, and Nick and James as well. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have bothered doing it without without their assistance. I would have just yeah, I don't know, actually. <laughs> I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> no, um, it's, I'm, I'm kind of happy it went the way it did. It's, um, it's more mine now instead of it being uh, somebody else's build from another country. It's good to be, um, yeah, it's good to have a bit of input and do things our way. Yeah, you, you kind of put your personal brush of your paintbrush on it kind of thing and yeah what about uh what about travel stuff have you have you been over to the states and gone to any shows or SEMA or any of that sort no of thing? no no i've never we only had the one overseas trip and that was it um after that we had kids so we kind of just stayed home and not a lot of travel since then what what, what would be on your list of, of shows to try and get to like do you, do you have plans to do that sort of thing i don't know whether america is really on the list 
it's not love on the list. It'd be it'd be awesome to get over and see that. But um, I'm happy with boring little local shows. Just chilling out at Rod Run's pretty fun for me. I like sitting in the back and having a few drinks and burgers and talking shit with mates. Yeah. So it looks like you, you get out to a lot of shows. Like, you know, you, you get up to Summer Nats most years and obviously didn't make it to the Bright Rod Run this year, but uh, I know I see your truck there most years. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, used to, we used to go to Rod Run every year and then when I finally brought the truck, it was good to take something of my own and, and be a bit more of a part of it. And, um, but, yeah, I think I've been a bit slow on the summer nats thing too, actually, the last couple of years. I was, was going to go up last year and it was too hot and I was too lazy and then all the bushfires happened and it sort of killed it. I didn't want to get stuck in Canberra. <laughs> um, but, yeah, summer nats is was always a always a big week and I was always really keen on that. Are you a, are you a member of any clubs kind of, you know, you got a club rego, but are you an active member of a club around the Aubrey Wodonga area? Uh, our car club is more for motorsports. Um, so, I mean, there is uh, track events and all that that we're, that we're all welcome to go to, but mine's not really track friendly. Um, I did take it out, I think, before. Before Corona, there was a um, oh, was it Logic out the other side of Wodonga there. I've got a track and our club had a bit of a fun day there, so I took it out and did a few laps and it was a bit different. Doesn't, doesn't corner fantastically, so I was getting overtaken a lot, but <laughs> it was fun to get it out on the straight and stamp the foot down. So Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a pretty cool facility out there, that the Wodonga Tafe in it, don't they? Yeah, they're pretty... They're pretty strict with it. I don't think they allow too many track days out there. Yeah, I've been I've been talking a bit to um, John O'Flanders about we're trying to look at doing a, a, a truck specific show at some point, and I've been kind of pushing towards the Albury Wodonga area because it's you know it's equal distance for people from Melbourne and Sydney. Kind of you know it's not exactly in the middle, yeah. but um, yeah, and and looking at that track, I, I think if we could set up for a day there, it'd be a, a pretty good spot. Yeah, yeah, well, there's a fair bit of room out there. But um, but what they let you get away with on the track, I don't know what the limitations are there. Yeah, yeah, I think I just have to get out there and have a chat to them and see what they reckon. So we we were talking before we uh, started recording about a a good mutual friend, uh, Josh Carter. He's got a a nice 52 chef pickup and we've had him on the podcast before and uh he's looking at, at probably selling his truck and, and buying a suburban and, and trying to sort of you know he's got a young bloke little young bloke and you know probably plans of another one coming up and so he's thinking that that family vehicle you know and is is that something that that you're kind of thinking about as well i it'd be convenient wouldn't it <laughs> we've um we've got two daughters and yeah, it would be good to, to have a back seat. Um, I don't know. I, I get too attached to things. I love this truck. I don't I don't see myself ever getting rid of it. And um, I don't really have room for another car. So <laughs> I couldn't keep it and do another one. Um, yeah, I think I'll just stick with this. Yeah. yeah. So just uh, the girls will have to wait and buy their own cars. 
<laughs> well, I can fit two of them in there with me. I might have to pick a favourite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd, it'd be ideal if you had the space that, you know, get like a 57 Chevy or something like that as a, a family cruiser as well. But I suppose there's only so much budget and garage space when you're looking at these things. Yeah. Ori- originally, I wanted a... Uh, like a 65 Cadillac, but lengthways it just doesn't fit in our shed. So that got thrown out pretty quickly. It was was between a Cadillac or or a 50 Chev, so the Chev fit. So. <laughs> and I didn't have kids at the time, so. Are there, any, are there any future plans for the truck? Like do you have anything that you still want to do? Uh Nothing major, maybe just a few little tidy up things interior wise, but um, otherwise it's pretty much finished really. Hence the uh, hence the number plates in the back window there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, no, I just, I just got, got sick of every every show that I went to. Every time you'd pull up at the server, it's like, oh, gee, it's gonna look awesome when it's finished, man. Like, what color are you gonna paint it? And I just got sick of explaining rat rods to people because. I mean, it was the only one around here at the time. It just didn't really make sense to people. So I ended up, I, in the end, I was just like, oh, it's, it's going to be green. Oh, yeah, green, that's going to look great. Yeah, cool. It's just quicker. <laughs> the guys from um, Pickup Trucks Down Under and uh, and Classic Pickup Supplies in Coolham, they've got another one of these uh, kind of ISO truck shows coming up next weekend. So well, it's this weekend, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. So uh, depending when I get this released, this might be late mail. But, uh, yeah, they're doing a hashtag pick up Vic show uh, just to kind of pump up the fact that everyone in Victoria can't really drive their truck anywhere at the moment from this stupid virus. So. Yeah. Oh, I mean, even in New South Wales, you can't do a great deal. You can't be sort of crowded around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was in Albury the other day and, you know, I'm part of the border bubble, so I could get in there. And the biggest thing that blew me away was that, you know, I walked in a, a shop and no one was wearing masks. And I, I really, it doesn't take long before you get just so used to wearing a mask. And they're just hurting. It becomes weird. It does, yeah. And I, yeah. Because I'll do it here down the street. But, you know, I'll, I'll walk into the bakery and I'll stand there and I'll look around. Everyone's got masks on and I've totally forgot to get mine out of the car. And I'm like, shit, and run back and get it. <laughs> oh, no. That's what that's what I felt like I was doing in Aubrey the whole time. I was like, oh shit, where's my mask? I was like, oh hang on. Oh there. wait, someone's, someone's going to pull me up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we went to um went to the pub for my daughter's birthday, and yeah, it's ten to a table, and you can't stand up or be close to anybody. It's just yeah, sit there, keep to yourselves. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's not the most fun at the moment. Um, so let's talk social media. If people want to chat. Check out your truck and, and follow what you're doing. Uh, what's what's your handle there at Instagram? Uh, it's what is it? It's at Dusty Flynn, all one word. That's that's the one. Yep, at Dusty Flynn. Well, mate, I well, appreciate your time and um, good to hear a bit about your truck and and look forward to sort of catching up with you whenever we get the next show happening. Um, God knows when that's going to be at the moment. It's it's kind of frustrating you know we've got some more cases just popped up in country victoria over the last few days and we're all dying to get out of this thing it's a real pain in the ass 
Yeah, I think it's going to be crazy once it's all over. There's going to be a, a show every weekend, isn't there? I hope so. Just any excuse for everyone to get them all out again. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. All right, Dusty, thanks for your time, mate. Right, I mate, no worries. Well, that's the show for this week. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. All information shared in our episodes is general, and you should contact your engineer for advice on your build. Please remember to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and share it with friends and fellow enthusiasts on Facebook, iTunes, or the good old word of mouth. I appreciate hearing feedback, good and bad, so please feel free to shoot me an email, classicpickuppodcast at gmail.com. If you are interested in advertising on the podcast and have a relevant business, please get in touch. And finally, if you have a project you're building, it can be hard to find the time to work on it. Just spend 15 minutes a day even if you only unbolt one panel or mount one bracket, you'll be amazed at how quickly it all adds up. The music you hear in the background of this podcast is called Hammer On Down by Uncle Bonehead. Until next week, enjoy the ride.